In the Pits is partnered with YI Paintball. Paintball, there's nothing like it. On the field or off, it's not just a sport, it's a community. The people, our people, come from all over, with vastly different lives during the week. But come time for Paintball, we're one community, with a lot of stories about why. Follow YI Paintball on Instagram and meet the members of the Paintball community. Learn about how they started, what their journey has been, and their ultimate why. Why Paintball? What's your why? In the Pits is partnered with Pod Runners Union. Follow Pod Runners Union on Instagram to find strength in union and celebrate our sports pit crew. Send in photos to represent your union local and be featured. Stealing pods for undeserving teams. It's a living. In the Pits is partnered with Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Based in Austin and servicing the surrounding areas, these golden eagles will bring life to any event you are having, from birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, corporate events, or even a simple performance to enjoy. Guillermo Padilla, one of their trumpet players, is also a member of the Texas paintball scene. Visit them on Facebook and Instagram to check out some of their past performances, or give them a call to book them for your event today. In the Pits is partnered with Skull Monkeys Paintball. Equip, engage, excel. In the Pits is partnered with XTPL Events. The Extreme Tournament Paintball League is a series put on by the Lukau family of paintball fit fame that gives the opportunity for players to learn and grow together as a team. Three-man, Challengers and Champions X-Ball, Draft Mech X-Ball, and even Youth 3v3, there's something for everyone at XTPL. Not to mention prize tosses, raffles, and the infamous paintball munching contest. Events happen throughout the year, and the prizes never disappoint. Sign up for an XTPL event today on PB Leagues. In the Pits is partnered with Hydra. Designed by players, for players, you can outfit yourself in Hydra gear from head to toe. Have confidence that when you make a purchase from Hydra, you are purchasing a well-tested and well-thought-out product, trusted by several top teams, including first-place semi-pro team, paintballfit.com. I personally recommend their Hydra Black knee pads. Purchases over $100 receive free shipping. Head to hydra.fit to browse their selection and discover the Hydra mentality. In the Pits is partnered with Bem Wraps. Behind every mask is a unique and creative player. Tap into it when you order your next custom headpiece. Their Build-A-Band lets you communicate with them one-on-one to make your order just the way you want, all the way down to the color of the stitch. Check out their Instagram, at BEMRAPS, for drops and build videos of them working on orders. They offer very competitive pricing, so reach out today to get started on your own one-of-a-kind headpiece. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In The Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In The Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message Get That underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get That Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. 
Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. Welcome everybody to episode 75 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This focus this podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week we will have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we're going in the pits with J.D. Lukow, owner of Hydra, XDPL Events, and most importantly, Paintball Fit. J.D., how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. uh, Good to hear. I'm uh, very happy to finally get you on for your own own special spotlight. I I was very appreciative of you coming on for the... uh, for the round table of building a brand, I thought uh, your insight was very, very valuable. I learned a lot. I know uh, the others that I've talked with, uh, JC and Ryan Brand, all of them, they were, uh, they also learned a lot from your expertise there. But uh, now we get you on just to tell your story, and I'm very happy to finally make it happen. Sure. Love it. Love, love the opportunity. All right. So let's get started. This first question is brought to us by you, actually, by XTPL Events. So, uh, for those listening that maybe don't know about you, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? I've been involved in Texas paintball scene for about 35 years now. So 1988 is when I very first got involved um, with paintball, um, playing to, you know in local parks and stuff like like literally city parks um, at nighttime and stuff like that. Um, like the Green Building, Carrollton, we, we tore that place up at night. It was awesome. <laughs> so but that you know then i slowly but surely found out there was actually places to go play paintball um got ourselves a, a hold of a magazine and was just like oh my at first it was just a buddy had guns and we hunted each other at night and it was just something we did because you know we were done working and it was something to do at night but uh but yeah and then and then i found that there were actual parks to go to and man then it became an every sunday thing that was it i love playing paintball and and i played paintball as much as we possibly could um so it was yeah it it just grew from there but it started off just playing in the woods literally playing gotcha i guess you know Uh, it was three guns five to ten dudes playing and it was just like so there were three hunters hunting us down and it was, and if you were the last reading, you got to be the guys with the guns for the next one. So it was badass. Nice. Definitely different than what we do now. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, we can, we can bring it back. I think there's a lot of change happening within Texas, uh, for next year. So maybe we can, uh, mix it up, bring some, you know, bring a little bit less of this X ball, uh, stuff. Not that X ball isn't great, but you know, there's other ways to have fun playing paintball. No, there's a million different ways to have fun playing paintball and I, and I love them all. Um, but there is nothing like X ball. No, there's just nothing. So all the different ways that I've played from playing that renegade stuff to, you know, 
then, and then we got into playing scenario games. And we, you know, my brothers and I, we created our own team and we started going around playing scenarios, which we thought were tournaments. Then come to find out, they were like, wow, you guys, you know, y'all are pretty good as a group. Maybe you should try tournament paintball. And I'm like, well, I thought that's what we're doing. No, 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 no. You got to come. They told us about the, the TCC, which was this 10-man organization in Texas. And it was like, all right, cool. And they're like, yeah, but there's another tournament coming up, though. It's MPTL, and it's going to be over at Joko Lake. This was back in the early 90s. And uh, so we went out, and I saw it. And I was not prepared for what I walked in on. Uh, I was playing big games, you know, 400 on 400, you know, big scenario games. Um, much like the Viper games and, and uh, what, a, you know, a lot of different things are doing, like uh, Fun on the Run and plays like that. They do all these different scenario games. Well, we uh, showed up at this event and it was a tournament. And I literally got to witness Bob Long. Dave Youngblood and the original Iron Man playing. Um, and I, at that moment, right then, is when I realized this is what I want to do. I want to play this. I want to play with my same dudes all the time. And I realized I didn't have to go out there and play with, you know, random people that I didn't really know. And uh, it that that day started to fire. And then I was like, all right, TCC, where do I sign up? And so we immediately we went. We found the TCC. Um, we all drove down to, to our very first event down in Houston, and we got smoked. We got, we just got it laid on us. Um, we went up, our very first game was against the Texas Black Diamonds, um, Robo and John Kirkpatrick and all those guys. Um, they, back then, when you, when you went into the pits and, you know, and you were getting, they weren't really pits, they were like little holding bins with rope. And we would stand in there, and you would stand in there with your opponents that you're up against. And uh, so we're, we're standing there looking at these dudes and we thought we had good guns. They had, they were all shooting autocockers, you know? <laughs> and uh, so we were like, Oh, uh, so we got out there and played and we got smoked. We did end up winning one match. It was grandpa's gorillas. We won that match. And I went home like thrilled. Like I found it. This is what we want to do. So my brothers and I practiced all the time. Um, and, and we just started playing events and slowly but surely we got pretty damn good. Started winning winning a lot of different events. It was it was good times. It was it was great times. And I I am thinking back to my first uh paintball experience and uh going from just playing in the woods to playing tournaments and like kind of kind of similar story there as far as like the equipment and matching up with the opponents. Like I would um I think my first tournament must have been like April of 2015. So probably three months into like actually playing speedball. And of course we uh, are going up against Texas A&M back when Texas A&M was like VCK and uh, university of Nebraska, I think was vicious or maybe this was slightly, slightly after that time. But um, you've got all of these, players that have made names for themselves at the professional level and we're going up against them in an NCPA tournament. And we, I remember being stoked because we almost won and, and we didn't win a point, but we drew it out and how it happened. Like, I can't, 
remember most of the details of the point because it was like a race to two point but we uh had shot all of their guys and we had one guy left on the field in the snake and we're like all of us on the sideline uh we were like come on go go hit it and he steps out of bounds as he's clearing the field and (laughs) so it ends up being a no point but we were like the thing that we were talking about was just man we like what I had that point or we, we were just excited to go to point number three in the race to two format. So, uh, it's, it's, uh, interesting how most of our first tournament experiences, like we just get molly and then we just have that one little bit of hope. And that's what, uh, really hooks us there. That's all you're right. You're right. That's all it took was that. I mean, I think I was hooked anyway. Um, just seeing the, for me, seeing the camaraderie and the teams and everything. And it was just like, you know, when when you turn it when you when you get out of high school if you if you're not you know and you're not into traditional sports and there's nothing else but you've done it in the past you know i I did football i did you know a lot of different um sports and stuff like that but uh you never you never uh outgrow competition competitions are there i don't care if you if you played football if you were in band you went to band competition if you were in the chess club you know when you go up against your opponent you want to dominate. You just, you just want to like, mm. and for me, finding paintball was like, was like, we're gladiators. Was like, you know, inside that net, it was just like, and, oh my God, that was the best feeling in the world. And I'm like, I can do this every weekend. Get out. Let's go. Where show me, point me the way. Let's do this thing. Um, and it, it was, it was the greatest, you know, I, and, and 10 man was awesome because you, you, we had, you know, I've got five brothers that we all played together, and then we had our other, our other buddies on there. But it was really, really hard, and most people don't understand the dynamics of a ten-man squad because on those fields they're so big. The right side of the field really doesn't know what's going on. The left side of the field, it's your communication drops out at all. So you had to have really good communicators in the middle communicating what's going on. Because we we're playing in thick stuff, you know. Um, you know, back they talked about the Palm Meadows at old, at Old Town at the end there. That was thick. It was it was amazing. You know, like people would be right next to you on the opposing team, and you couldn't see them. So you're just shooting into the into the bushes. Um, it, it was just amazing. Um, and then here in Texas, the thick stuff was really thick. So it was a great time. But then, then somewhere along the lines, I think it was like. It was probably like 96, 97, um, the GTS came to town and it was a five-man series. Um, And I got a phone call and they needed another team to come play it. And uh, I was like, yeah, we'll go. So I called my brothers and they were, you know, like, yeah, we don't really want to go do the five-man. We're going to stick with the 10-man. So I grabbed a couple of the buddies on the team and said, let's go. So we got in the car and we drove down to Houston again um, and to a field that we had no idea. We'd never been there before. We just got in the truck and we all drove down there. And my God, we got there and there were no hotels. There was like a race in town or something. So all the hotels are booked up. I mean, as far as we, we, we were looking 30, 40 minutes away, we started looking an hour away and we're like, there's no hotels. By this time, it's 3, 3.30 in the morning. So we're just like, yeah, let's just go to the field. We'll just go spend the night at the field. So we go to the field, we pull up in the truck. We're trying to sleep in this truck. 
can't really sleep because we're kind of excited and everything. It's like, hey, let's get out. Let's walk. We'll go walk the field, right? So we get out. We're walking around. We don't know what we're doing. We're walking through the, the woods and stuff. And also, we're finding water and stuff. And it's just like, ah. So we go back to the truck. Finally, people start showing up. And they, they start showing up and they go around. They're blowing horns. And stuff, and we're like, "What are you doing?" They're like, "We're making sure there's no gators." You know, we were like, we were on the Louisiana border, and I'm like, "Well, fuck me, <laughs> we, we weren't thinking about that. We were just walking, trying to figure out where the bunkers were." So luckily, we gave up on doing that, got back in the truck. But uh, yeah, so but a really cool thing about it was, so we played. This was our, our very first like real tournament series um, in five man. Um, we had I'd known the guys that, that were the refs out there at um at Hit and Run in Mansfield, which that field is no longer there anymore. But they were they were all teenagers and they were the refs. And in fact, with with my brother and, and I's team, uh with the L Force our ten man team, uh, we had won the Texas Cup um there before that field uh went out of business. And the refs were you know, it, it was team addicted. So everybody knows who they became, went on to become and everything, but they were just teenagers then. Um, and so they ended up being at this tournament, at this CTS tournament also. So we were pitching next to them because we were all really good friends. And uh, we're playing this tournament and and we're just taking ass. You know, we're just destroying people. Um, and, it, and it was awesome. So we won our bracket and then addicted was next to us They and they won their bracket. So it comes down to the finals. And um, it's us against addicted. Like, all right, badass. So I'm get, we're all loading up our paint. We're getting ready to rock. And all of a sudden, I look over and and Thomas Shipley and and uh, and Scotty Shipley and all them. And, you know, uh, Jason McDonald from Mutiny was with them. Um, they're all just teenagers. They're all like barely. I think one of them could have had a driver's license. Um, so they're over there getting ready to play us. And they're like mixing up pods, like here, you you take two and you take three, and and I was like, nah, screw that shit, dude. Come on. And so I went and I bought a case of paint. And I'm like, here, like we're gonna play for real. Like we, I'm not gonna fuck you guys over because you ain't got no paint, you know. So I went and bought them paint, gave them paint, and then we went on the field. Uh, that was a big mistake, by the way. <laughs> so they, uh, it was a great game. We got out there, we're playing. And, you know, we, we went down to a three on three and then I took one of their other players out. So it's just and, and then they got one of us. So it was two on two and I'm behind the trees and I peek out around that. Whoop, he, he hits me in my visor, takes me out. Which, by the way, after that, I pulled that damn visor off. I never wore a visor again. I was like, screw a visor. But um, in the end, Addicted one, they beat us. They went home with auto talkers. I went home with a brand new mask and a squeegee. And uh, but we, I, the lifelong friends that I got from Addicted back then, um, they're still my buddies to this day. Um, those were the original Addicted guys. Um, so and then uh, Jeremy Hazelwood was playing with me then. Um, so uh, people don't realize that. So Jeremy was with Addicted later, but originally he was. His first tournament paintball team was L four years with me, and then we did, and then we started the five man steel talons. So it was it was pretty cool, you know, going back in time and playing with some of the amazing players that I've got to play with over the years has been it's it's the best part of life, you know. Paintball is 
is absolutely one of the most memorable parts of my life. I mean, I can go back 35 years and remember all these tournaments and all these fun things. And I've got friends that got out of paintball and, you know, did other things in life. You know, you know, maybe they partied a lot, did whatever. They're like, oh, it's more fun. I'm going to do this. They can't remember those drunken nights. But I can remember my paintball tournaments and I can remember my buddies that I've ha- made memories with. Um, that's what life's about is making memories. And that's what paintball does for you is you just make memories and bonds. So a hundred percent. I mean, that's, those are the moments right there that, uh, that we are all looking for. Like, that's why we really play is just to create moments that are memorable and whether those are on the field or off the field. Uh, so kind of over, over the years, what are some of the teams that you've played for? Well, like I just said, so I started off with with Elf Warriors. Um, if you if you know anything about me, you know that I we own a boot and shoe repair, and um, so we've it's always it's been called Elf Boot and Shoe Repair. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard the stories of the the, the elf that come at night and fix the shoes and stuff. So that's where it came from. Um, so we were the Elf Warriors, my brothers and I. And uh, then when I when I broke off and did my five man stuff, we became Steel Talons. And did great with Steel Talons. One that was where I won my first trip to World Cup was with Steel Talons, and um, us and addicted. In fact, that tournament that I was just speaking of, um, at the end of that season, addicted and I were neck and neck for the series, and they ended up beating me out for first place for the series by four points. Um, imagine that the kind of stuff, right? <laughs> so, uh, which was really cool. So they got a trip to World Cup. We got a trip to World Cup for second place. Um, we both got hotels, the World Cup. They did get a rental car on top of it. So that was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, so Steel Talons. And then, um, and that was for many, many years with Steel Talons. Um, other teams that we were with was, you know, I had obviously Apex Predators was not that long ago. Um, Cold Fusion, Twisted Intentions. Um, and then a very, very brief uh thing with uh california bushwhackers which is actually texas bushwhackers because it was texas storm and texas storm was becoming um ron kilborn was coming down a lot from california bushwhackers and he would play the different events here in texas the gps series and stuff like that with them uh so i got to know him really really well and then uh it wasn't until um it was like the beginning of 99 um they called me up. Rodney Roberts of the Bushwhackers called me and said, hey, I want you, we're going to give you a tryout. We want you to play for the Bushwhackers. And that was freaking awesome because it was an opportunity for me to not be teaching myself and teaching other places, which is what I had been doing all along. I'd never had, I played with Texas Storm, you know, us, we would always battle with them and with Addicted. That's who we always scrimmage with all the time but as a captain um so it's not like they were teaching me but you, you tend to learn when you when you play against other people you just naturally learn in this game um so that was my opportunity so the tryouts was an actual texas tournament i forget which tournament series it was but we played the tournament we won the tournament um i got the phone call and so i did play that one tournament with bushwhackers i got the phone call and they said yes we want you you're coming to vegas um, here's, here's the information to get your flight. It was awesome too. Ron Kilborn had like, it was like $250. Anytime we got a flight, that's what it was. Um, so that was badass. So I got my flight, 
called him back and he's like, yep, I got my flights, got this. And they're like, badass, all right. Now the next trip, we're going to go a month after, or a month or maybe a month and a half, two months, whatever it was, we're going to go to Aruba. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this is badass. So I'm going to Aruba with them. Um, and then, uh, then it was like, and then they start, then he started giving me the schedule. It's like this and that, and all these different tournaments they were going to be going to. And I was like, oh my God. So I just literally, I had, I'm sitting there in the front room and Johnny's like in kindergarten. So, so he's running around the room, Brody's in diapers. Um, and he's, he's riding around on his little tricycle in the front room. Sarah's pregnant with Colt. And it hit me. I'm like, I just got everything I dreamed of from that moment watching Iron Man that I want to play national events. And I'd won trips and I'd went to World Cup. Um, I'd never done any other national events. I'd only done World Cup uh, at Old Town, the real original World Cup. Um, and uh, I finally got the opportunity to be on a, on a team that travels and does all the national stuff. And I literally had to stop him and say, I, I hate to tell you this, because you just gave me everything I ever wanted. But I, but I couldn't, I knew that I couldn't live up to it because of my family. And there was no way I was going to do that to my family. It was like, I can't, I can't take off that much. Besides, I have a business, I have everything. And so I knew that I'm a regional player. I'm not a national player. As much as I wanted it, and, and I knew that I, I could do it, I just knew that I physically couldn't do it. So I had to reject that. So that's why it was, it was a very, very short-lived with the Bushwhackers. Because, you know, I got the call, I stepped up, I made it. But then once the reality of what that meant sunk in, I knew that it, I couldn't, I wasn't going to be able to hold up my end of the bargain of the deal. So I had to decline it and let it go and it that was probably super super hard one of the hardest decisions i ever had to make but i was very very happy making it because i felt like i did it for the right decision i tell people all the time family first and when somebody calls me you know like jd i can't make the tournament you know my my daughter's sick or or i've got this or i've got that dude say no more you're good that's 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 the most important thing in life so 100 percent and Playing at that level is such like people don't realize how much it truly takes and how much sacrifice goes into it until they get there. And oh, not, yeah. not just financially, but you know, the time and the like, obviously not just at the events, but the time that you have to put in at home just to keep yourself at that level so that you can compete. And uh, it's, and I, it's still so cool that you were able to get to that level, even though like uh, as short lived as it was, you know, that's still a testament to uh, your, your achievements at that point. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty great. I was pretty proud of it. Um, you know, I got the pitcher playing with them and, um, you know, got to play the one event and, you know, they're, they're all still good friends. I mean, I just, I just was speaking with text just the other day, you know, to text from Lamar. Well, you probably all see Lamar. He still comes out and plays our mech X events and stuff like that. So, but he was the original captain of Texas Storm, who became California the Texas Bushwhackers, and you know. But yeah, it was good times, good times. Man, uh, that definitely sounds like it. I'm uh, 
I'm, I'm definitely jealous of that. But uh, so uh, since then, and this question is brought to us by Pod Runners Union. Shout out to Sasha, who's in the chat here. Sasha says, yo, thank you, JD, for what you've done to help make Texas paintball what it has become. Uh, so this question uh, is, uh, so what are some things that you've noticed that have changed within the Texas scene, either for better or for worse over your career? Oh, man. So the Texas paintball scene, I think, is is a phenomenal tech, uh, scene. Um, uh, I've got a lot of friends in a lot of different areas, but Texas, it there's nothing for worse. There's nothing that's happened for worse. I think it's it's been an ongoing uh, thing, um, whether, whether, you know, economy made it go down or whatever. But uh, I think the best thing that has happened for, I think, paintball in general, is five man um x ball uh, like i said when i first started playing it was on the woods um and and, and do not get me wrong i love playing the icc the icpls um all that 10 man stuff they're great they're great as much as everybody talks about how badass the woods are coming out of the woods um there was nothing wrong with it but coming out of the woods and playing speedball on whether it be hyperball or airball um, or spindles or whatever, when you come out of the woods and now audience can watch and see what's going on and not just hear it anymore, that was huge. And so for Texas paintball, having paintball parks, adding speedball fields made the difference. Nobody wants to play speedball when they first get into paintball. That it's just it's crazy, you know, from the outside of the net, it's just like, oh man, that's tons of guns shooting and it's and it's like because they're just hearing both sets of guns firing and it's very fast paced um but once they step in the net and get the opportunity to play the game they realize oh it's not near as bad when you're inside the net and it is it is the best there possibly could be um when when people do that i think that's what hooks them when they're playing in the woods they it it Scary. So the difference of playing in the woods and playing speedball is literally like if we were talking about movies, the woods would be like a, a suspenseful movie where speedball is very much action packed. It's it's gladiator. It's 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 fast and furious. It's all of that, um, and you you can't really get that across to somebody until you get them out there to play. So Texas paintball having more fields like x-factor paintball fit you know all these different fields that are around um whether it be zone wasteland you i mean fields everywhere um that have speedball courses that is the best thing that's happened to the state of texas that in the 35 years that i've been playing it's that right there it's having speedball fields in a place to go yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, even in my time in the game, which started in at the beginning of 2015, we've seen quite a few fields pop up in different areas, like uh, like what Paintball Fit is now. Uh, like over in Houston, there's been a couple of fields. Like we've seen Wasteland uh, come up within the last two years. We see Splat Zone, which is an indoor field over in the middle of Houston. And they've also got the outdoor field that they recently completed like less than a year ago. Um, 
you know, fields down in the valley have started rising and not just the fields, but the player bases in these different areas. And it's, I, I feel like there's still a lot more room to grow, but it's, yeah. I mean, we've seen this year alone how much these different regions have really stepped up. Like the Valley took the series in, uh, in bunker fest. Uh, I think Houston took the series in division five. You've got Austin taking the series in USXBL. Uh, obviously Dallas has had a really good year in the upper divisions of the national scene in division two, semi-pro the WNXL. Uh, so, and then like even teams like uh, the donut shop mafia out of El Paso and uh, elites over in Lubbock, like those, there's a lot of growth that has happened. And this year I feel like was the first year that we've really seen that I uh, like come to the, the results and final rankings at events, but um, it's, it's been happening for a little while now. And I think this year was just the first year that Texas was put on notice. Like it's more than just uh, San Antonio and the DFW area in Houston and then Austin as well. But it's like, Hey, we've got like eight different regions that you have to watch out for. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it definitely is, is a testament to, you know, the field owners building something where people can play and, you know, and work on, on our craft and work on what we do. So. Hundred percent. Uh, so this next question is brought to us by Skull Monkeys Paintball. So for those that haven't listened to episode sixty-two, which was the roundtable on building a brand with yourself, Ryan Brand, J.C. Lamone, and Brian Wolf, uh, you told us how one of your first brands was XTPL Events, um, and currently, like looking at what XTPL Events has grown into and what it's. Uh, what you've just announced as far as your dates for next year, uh, it's a massive tournament series that holds events like once a month, if not more than once a month, uh, and has multiple ways to play in the champs and challengers division, uh, mech X ball. And then you've also got the three V three divisions as well. So tell us more about XDPL events, the inspiration behind starting the tournament series. And then like, what's your, I guess your current mission statement behind it. So I started the XTPL um, in 2002, and the basically I'd been playing some. I started playing national events, doing different national events, um, and played tons of tournaments in and around the Texas area. But I realized a lot of the tournaments that I played felt like I was just showing up somewhere with bunkers and playing a tournament. It didn't have the same pizzazz that the national events had. And I, I wanted people to understand why I love this game so much. I wanted players to know that there's something special about what we do. And when you come to an event, it should feel like an event. When you go to a, when you go to a major league paintball event, you know you're at a major league paintball. You, you feel it with the banners and, and everything that's going on, uh, the sound systems and everything. You know, it was, it was very, very important that we gave people a really good product so that they want to hopefully go after, you know, the dream um, and keep playing this game and, and have something special to talk to their family about. Because I know me personally, over the years when I was young, people would be like, you do what? 
and and it was hard to explain to him why I did it. And it still is that way to this day. But now we can actually go online and show people, no, 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 this is not a birthday party. It's not a bad party. It's this and, and show them on your phone or show them on the computer. So it was important to me to throw tournaments that the players could be proud of and make memories that they could show off. Um, you got to understand, I used to play on fields that, Literally, there were cow patties on the field because they would move the cows out of the pasture and the bunkers would be pre-set up pieces of wood and stuff like that. But there would literally be cow patties on the field. So it was important to have manicured fields that were dedicated to us, um, which those cow patty fields would not make it in today's paintball anymore. But it was a part of the past back in the day. Hell, we even played on one field, and there was actually a dead cow on the field. So oh, man. <laughs> it was it was real. Um, but um, no, I, I so the XTPL was about giving play, people a place to play and um, have something to be proud of to showcase to their friends and family. Cool. And, then, and I, yeah, and just kind of how has that uh, expanded into uh, what it is now? Is that still the same mission statement or has that has that grown and evolved over time? Definitely grown and evolved. Definitely grown and evolved. So I think that, uh, we, you know, with, with our with our type of ranking system for our challenges and our champions, kind of like a skill level type of a ranking um, where in, in normal tournaments you go to, uh, I say normal tournaments, but other tournaments, you know, national tournaments, stuff like that, they have divisional ranking, as we all understand. Um, with mine, if you've never played mine, I have my challengers and my champions ranking. Um, and that's something that has evolved into that from, it used to be regional and national ranking now, and, and now fast forward into nowadays, it's, it's this. Um, what I find important about that is you have players that, that play at a, that are enjoying this game, um, they're not ready to take it to the pro level. They might not ever even desire doing what my sons have done. They just love the game of paintball. And there's something about tournament paintball, playing with the same guys and that camaraderie that you get. And you're, you're out there working on this goal to win to do it. Um, that, is, that is phenomenal. But when you have a divisional ranking system, what happens is a player starts off at D5 and then they rank up to D4 because they've been playing a lot or doing pretty good. And then they rank up to D3. Now, once you get to D3 in the state of Texas, there's not a lot of tournaments to play. So they end up taking a break and then they kind of slow back down and they become a D4, which creates sandbagging because you have players that, let's face it, learning to win is not easy. But once you understand what it takes to win a paintball tournament, because it takes a lot, like everything has to work perfectly. The pits have to work perfectly, uh, not let alone your equipment and everything. But once you understand it and once you've figured out the secret of winning, it's like a light comes on and you never forget it. It's always there. You know what it takes to win. Um, so in my opinion, once you've won, now you're a champion. You've won an event. You're a champion. And it's time for you to move on playing the champions bracket. So when you come to my events in the challengers bracket, this is not a pussy bracket. This is these are ballers. These are players who've been playing for a long time. Um, they just haven't quite got that win yet. But there is no sandbagging in my challengers. It is there's nobody 
you know, on a three-man challenge team that's ever won an event. So at every one of my events, somebody is going to be winning their first event, and then they're going to move out of that racket. They won't be back at the next one. So I think it's important to understand there is a difference um, in my tournament series and other tournament series. And it's, it's my way of getting rid of sandbaggers and, and people just move on to where they need to be. Um, and I think it's great. And then my next ball, there are players that can't do the rig of, 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 of practicing all the time. You know, if Texas Titans, you guys, you guys have your schedule. You guys got to practice all the time, right? You guys, you guys are on a mission to be one of the best teams in the state of Texas, and you're doing a damn good job at it. But if you don't practice all the time, you probably aren't going to be a starter on that team. So my Mech X ball tournaments are great for your average player to your pro player, or even newer players that just kind of like tournament paintball, because you can come out here. There's no requirements that you practice all the time. There's none of that. You're going to go into a draft. My, my guys are going to draft you onto these different squads. They're going to set you on a line with similar, similar skilled players, and you'll only play against a line of similar skilled players. But you'll be playing alongside of some badass players, players that have earned the right to be called themselves pro, players that have been playing for a long time, that are right there not to shoot you down, but to build you up, to help you, to teach you the ropes. And then you learn, wow, you understand how they act in the pit, how they act on the field, the way that they talk and they interact and everything. It's something that I never got to do coming up in paintball. Like I said earlier, I'm a self-taught paintball player, like a lot of us. But when you come to a Mech X event, you will meet some of the greatest paintball players who have ever played this game that have been playing it for years. You've got people like Robert Jordan. He's been playing since he was a young man, and he's still balling it out today. Um, you've got, you know, obviously the paintball fit guys. You know, the, the diesel guys will come out there and play. We've had guys from X Factor came out and played it. You know, uh, some of the original AC Dallas guys, John Jackson, and, and those guys have came and played it. So, um, you're going to meet amazing players and you're going to have a blast. And it's the greatest way to get into the tournament culture without having to be on a team. Nobody warms the bench at Mech Expo. Everybody plays. Every single person gets to play and gets their skins. It's a total blast. Um, and then it's not, it's not expensive either for players that are like, oh, I want to play tournament paintball. I love playing tournament. Like, I can't really do the, the practices all the time. But also, can't really afford it because I've got kids now, and I just have, believe me, I understand that. Mech Expo, you can fill up. It's a hundred bucks. You get a jersey, and you can BYOP. You can bring your own paint, or we have badass paint starting at like thirty-five dollars a case. So it's not an expensive, but it's going to be some of the best memories, and you're going to have a total blast playing it. And that's that's my goal with all of our XPPLs. I hope that if a team's not playing my events. You need to come and try it. You know, come. It's just like I say with Hydra, feel the difference. You need to feel the difference at an XPPL event because we truly care about the players. And I think all the other tournament series do too. I think everybody does. Um, we just do it in a different way. You know, we're, we're not like anybody else. We, we do it our way. And, you know, I hope that people enjoy it. I got to say the Mech X especially is, uh, I think it's one of the best things that has happened to Texas paintball. I've noticed so many players that have 
come into the community through MechX. Like their very first time, either from like new players, even kids, you know, female players have come in through MechX, playing there for the first time, being welcomed in, uh, and immediately being like surrounded by this team of like ranging all sorts of experience levels, like you said. Uh, and, and the, the key thing there is that they're, they're dipping their toes into the community and they're getting hooked and then they're, they're staying a part of the community and, and getting more involved after that. So it must mean that you're doing something really right with your mech X, especially. And it's something that, uh, I think other tournament series or other fields if they're having a local event that's a fantastic way to uh to build your local community is through these draft style events where you get your more experienced players involved uh to kind of be those leaders and those uh like pillars of the communities to help bring new members in right no i agree thank you and it's something that i am uh striving for and trying to model the event that I'm hosting here in a couple of weeks off of as well, like through the joust, uh, bringing in players, all sorts of experience levels, like hopefully some pro players from uh, the San Antonio area. Like I know Colt Roberts, uh, I talked to him a few days ago. He's agreed to be one of the generals for the joust. Uh, We're going to have Alex Martinez. We're going to have a couple of Texas Titan players, some other upper divisional and semi-pro players like from, uh, Texas demolition are going to be there. We've got guys from Houston coming in guys from Austin. Uh, and it's, uh, the goal there is to be welcoming new members into the community. So I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, by modeling it as much as I can off of your model, that uh, it's going to be successful. I hope it will be. And I'm sure it will be. And for anybody that's watching live here, I've just put the link in the chat to go sign up. Uh, if you're listening to the recording afterwards, go check out the, uh, Facebook or Instagram or youtube page uh, and the links will be there as well so uh, go sign up it's going to be on x factors uh, website uh, for that so uh, this next question is uh, more about xtpl so um and and more specifically about the mentality behind the uh the different skill divisions and which i know you did touch on a bit especially with the challengers um so xtpl uh, with the MechX Texas Cup, uh, there are obviously the uh, challengers where you can't have won an event and still play. But then you also offer the champions division, which is uh, D4 and then uh, several additions as well, whether it be like three extra D3 players or I think a D2 and a D3 or two D2s yep. or a uh, one pr- player that can be pro. Uh, so tell us what, a little bit more about the thought process behind that, uh, unique, uh, champions division. Okay. So the champions division is, is very unique and very awesome in my opinion, because you basically, you put a D4 line together, a D4 X ball line. Okay. So in the D4 X ball line, you can have one D3 player on there, correct? You, you do your D, whatever an NXL D4 X-Ball line is. And then on top of that, you have your add-on players that could be, you could add um, three D3 players or two D2 players or one pro player. Or if you went, now, if you, if once you put a D2 player, say, you, well, I got one D2 player. 
So can I still have a couple of D? No, you have one D2 player. Now you only have two slots. So then that could be a D3 player there, or it could be two D2 players. Um, the purpose behind that is it allows you to bring back a buddy who may have played these before, and then he's moved on, you know, and started playing national stuff or whatever. Or you can even find some of these other players that you play with at the field that play on other teams, and they want to guest with you. Um, it, it gives you a lot of different options of putting a good squad together to do it. Unlike um, the Premier or the New Elite or different different tournament series that have called them different things, um, ours is basically it's a D four line with these additions, and you can do it however you want to do it. Um, you know, a say, you know, a team that becomes a is a, a lot of D three teams, right? Um, they could still get away with. You could have a D four line with your one D three player. And then you add three more D3 players onto there. So now you have four D3 players, and then a D4 guy could actually be fielded at that time. Right. So it allows and you to build a super, super strong team, even though you have players that are ranking out of your system, you're still able to play this system. Um, I think that our champions division allows anybody in the state of Texas or through any paintball player at any possible level can play in my champions division. Now, can they come in as dynasty and play? No. But you could get Blake Jarber to come in and play on your line in my champions and rock and roll. Um, you could, you know, find different players. You know, you could get Colt Roberts to come and play with you guys, and that'd be phenomenal. Um, you'd be able to take your upper guys um, and be able to play in it. So you're able to put a, a ridiculously strong D4 line into the champions and come out with Pat and a huge trophy. So, oh, uh, we've definitely been trying to work our schedules out with Colt Roberts and do exactly that. Uh, hopefully, it'll work out for us for us. Uh, yeah, next season. But uh, yeah, I think actually in the NXL rulebook, I think for a D four X ball team, you get two D three players. So you can yeah, you can okay. have five, and you could have five. So technically, you could put a D three line on there. Um, but then somebody else could put a D4 line and there's some badass D4 players out there and then they could have their two D3 players and Colt Robert. Could so, be. So it depends on how you mix it up, you know, on paper or reality. Um, there's a good coach or a good crew is going to be able to manipulate and do things. And, and it's, and it's badass. You're going to be able to put a solid team together. I know that, uh, talking with Mike Hinman and talking with Chris Rangel about, uh, like their premier, their elite divisions, uh, they've both put restrictions as far as how many, uh, points that pro player could have. Like, uh, I think both of them cap it at like 4,800 or 5,000 or 6,000 or whatever. But point being, you can't really have a player that's from a top five team. Uh, and I I know that you don't really have that restriction, but do you, do you nope. find that that um, like let's say you were able to pull a TJ Danner or uh, Alex Goldman or a like Fedorov onto a D four line? Do you find that those players are just like absolutely game breaking, and those D four teams are the ones that usually win, or are you finding that there's kind of mixed success there? I do not find that that makes a difference. I find that, um, 
let's see, uh, two years ago, I think uh, Kyle Spica came down and played with Shut Up. Um, they did rather well, and he was a stunner, um, but they did not win the event. Um, I think that uh, Greed did really, really well, and they literally played with all Greed players, but they were able to bring all their D3 players out there. There, I do strongly believe that having a good player with you gives you that guidance to do what needs to be done, but nothing, nothing will ever change my mind of just going out and buying that book or going out and getting great players and throwing them together is not going to guarantee you a damn thing. If you don't have the culture, if you don't have the, the commitment to each other and the trust in one another and that, that yell that exists uh, on your squad, um, which is the reason we, this reason I fell in love with paintball in the first place, because it gave me, it was like, you know, we are in the, in the mud together and we're working hard to do these things. And, and that camaraderie is like no other. And bringing in a superstar player doesn't guarantee a damn thing. But being able to bring my buddy, who I spent years with, and he just happened to move on. But like I said before, once you learn how to win, it's there forever. It's like riding a bike. And he comes back and we play together. I mean, we're buddies again. You know, if, 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 if an old buddy who I haven't seen in 15 years shows up, we crack a beer together. Goddamn, we'll be laughing until three o'clock in the morning, and it's going to be great. And that's what paintball is. But it's but it's sober, and it's a blast, and we're we're out there working hard together and doing it. So I do believe that being able to build a team with your buddies is way more important than going out and bringing a superstar player in. But there are great reasons to bring superstar players in. But I think it's more of a of a leadership type of a thing for you to help them. He'll, you know, guide the guide the ship in the direction it needs to go, and you'll find you'll get you will achieve greatness from it. Um, I think that uh, BDC did great. Um, they had Ben Challenger playing with them, but he obviously was with them. He built that squad and he did all that together. Um, they they won one of our events. Um, you know, so having bringing in a great player doesn't guarantee you anything if. If he's not truly a part of the fabric of your team, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think it's a interesting, uh, interesting concept there that I don't really see anybody else uh, offering that same style of division. Uh, but it it's a lot of fun, and I, I I definitely need to make my way up there more, especially if we can get Colt Roberts to play with us. Um, which yeah. Yeah, there's uh, we've definitely benefited from uh, his his uh, guidance, but uh, it would be something else to just see those players playing on the field and just really get a feel for like what the pace of the game could be. Well, for instance, um, what what levels does the Titan Texas Titans play at? Uh, we play. I mean, we've got program going from D three down to D five. Okay, so how many of your players are D three? I think we have nine. Okay, so you, you literally just did the math earlier, and and you could actually play a D four event with five D four players, or D D three players, and then the the in your backup players are your D four guys. So you could have it, your stunning players on the field the whole time at a D four event. Um, and I, 
you know, there, there's arguments there that sure you bring Colt Roberts in and let's, let's face it. You put Colt Roberts on the field, he's going Jackson pulls up. That man is just a superstar. Um, but, uh, that a set aside, your Texas Titans take your D three guys and be able to do it. You probably are going to do rather well. I think that you're going to hold your own against pretty much anybody that we put on that field against you. I, I bet. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, you may have superstar players, but there's it's very difficult to uh, outplay a team that just has that connection together with each other, which exactly. I, I love because that's kind of the same mantra as your uh, semi-pro squad this year. And I, I like how uh, Rich Addicts is in the chat. He says uh, Greed, Greed won the series and he also threw in the, the no pro assistance uh, line there. <laughs> Well, well, exactly. Like they did it and they did. And we had, there were pros playing on different uh, champ squads. Um, Greed did not do that. Um, and it just goes to show like a solid bunch of buddies that play together um, and believe in each other. Man, that, I mean, when we play paintball, we're going to war, dude. That's what it is. I mean, you go out there, it's just like, that's what it is. And it's, it's the most amazing feeling in the world to be able to get out there and it's it's to death, man. But then afterwards, we get to go and shake hands with it. You know, I might hate you when you're on the other side of the field and I'm going to be throwing F-bombs and everything at you. But when the game's over, I'm like loving on you, hugging you and like, dude, that was kick-ass, man. You nailed me, man. I thought I had you, but you got me or vice versa, you know, and that's the best part of this game. 100%. I understand the difference of inside the net and outside the net, but when you're playing with buddies, nothing beats that. When, when, every, when it all comes together, that's what it takes to win. And, it, and it's not a team of superstars. It's people that believe in each other. And once you find that out, that's when the memory, that's when the magic happens. And that's, that's how you win. When you, when you know what your buddy's doing, and you, when you see him getting antsy and you know what he's about to do, you know what you got to do and, and, and vice versa. So absolutely. That's what makes our champions division so different than all the other divisions, whether you're playing national uh, D four events or D three or whatever, ours allows you to come together as a squad and, and do it and then help your D four players be able to play alongside you basically with Titans, your D3 players have moved on. They probably don't really ever play with the D4 players. You just kind of scrimmage against them because they're working on their D3 time. So this gives them a chance to play with those guys. So uh, I'm with you there. I definitely see the benefit in it. Uh, real quick in the chat, we've got uh, Chris Harrison saying, what's up? Um, hey, Chris. And uh, Rich Addicts, he's saying Clint and uh, Zimmerman and Jesse were amazing on the last layout, but it takes more than one person to win a tournament. This is true. It does. It, 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 it takes a family to do anything. It takes a family to win a paintball tournament. And your, your teammates are your family. Absolutely. So this next question is brought to us by uh, Brandon Ortega of BEMRAPS. Uh, so another one of your very successful brands is Hydro, which originally started with the blue knee pads, but has since grown into all sorts of soft goods from uh, uh, barrels, tanks, regulators, jerseys, pads, the the joggers and pants. Um, 
and obviously uh, jerseys are coming out uh, all the time with really cool uh, designs. I especially like the uh, Dallas Stars. I'm I'm very partial to the hockey designs. Um, so uh, tell us more about Hydra and how it's been managing not just one but uh, several major paintball brands and names. How it's been managing them? Um, it's 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 been a dream come true. It's it's wonderful. Like growing up. I didn't know what I wanted to do as an adult and what I want, what I wanted, you know, my livelihood to be. Um, uh, you know, I grew up a third generation boot repairman. I found paintball at 18 years old and was like, this is all I wanted to do was paintball. And I have managed over the last 35 years to um, create businesses that allow me to do what I love. And, so managing Hydra is, man, it's easy. <laughs> you know, when, when, when you love something, it's easy. It's not hard. It's not work. Um, I, I, would, I would urge anybody, if you have a passion for something, if it's Frisbee golf, um, follow it. Go for it. You know, I, re- I, remember, I remember in school them telling me that, you know, you, you had to make a career. You had to do all these things. And I... There were, and, and I remember, you know, uh, one of Sarah's, um, my wife, uh, Sarah, her foster parents um, asked me, and I was, man, I was like 16 at the time. And he was just like, what are you going to do with your life? What do you, what do you, what, what exactly do you, where do you see yourself as, as an adult? And I'm like, Walt Disney. Like, I, I want to build my own Disneyland. And you know what? I might not have built Disneyland. But I feel like I did because with Paintball Fit, like every time people show up at Paintball Fit, they leave happy. And I love that. And with Hydra, my fate, this is my absolute favorite thing about, about Hydra is watching a naysayer who doesn't wear knee pads and then they put them on for the first time. And when they slide it on and they go, oh, that. <laughs> right there gets me every time i'm like i love that they're just like oh because it's one of those things in life you 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 can't you can't explain what a piece of chocolate tastes tastes like you know you just can't if they've never ate chocolate you just got to take a bite you know and uh so when people try on our pads we're different we we in fact my my boys we do everything different than anybody does we don't we do it all our, our our way you know we're gonna we're gonna live life by our rules and we're gonna do it the way we see. Um, and I feel like when we create a Hydra product, we put time and energy into it to where it's going to make paintball better. This is going to make, it's going to be better product for you. Some people might not like our product and I get it. That's fine. You, you can't please everybody all the time, but our goal is to make something that everybody's going to like. Well, uh, as far as the Disneyland thing, I think you've definitely uh, pretty much built the equivalent of that in in your field, and I I certainly uh, respect the level of work that is taken to go into like what it is now, which is an like absolute pillar in not just the Texas paintball scene but the national scene as a whole. I mean, it's it's regularly referred to as the best tournament paintball field in the country. Uh, so. <clears throat> So I think that you've uh, you've definitely achieved that there. But I mean, the Hydra 
uh, going back to the Hydra brand, like I, uh, like my first pair of knee pads that like I actually, uh, bought versus just like, Hey, this is, I found like a bargain bin thing that I'm going to wear. Like my first pair of paintball knee pads were the, uh, the blue Hydra knee pads and they, like they actually changed how I played. I was like, Oh, I actually can slide or I, you know, do all of the posture and positioning properly. Like I'm supposed to while I'm playing the sport of paintball. And, uh, yeah. And then those knee pads have been a huge help for me. And like, I've, I currently own a pair of all three, the, the V one blues and then the, the, the blacks. And then the most recent one where the, the, the back of the knee mm-hmm. yeah and i absolutely love them so i think uh yeah the the level of uh research and development that has gone into all of your products has been uh i mean it's been spectacular and i think the uh the quality and like the i i can't think of the word exactly but the um the consistency in the uh in your products and uh has been excellent. And I think there's a reason why it's probably one of the most worn, uh, things in the state of Texas, at least. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so this next question is brought to us by Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Uh, so what has been the most challenging thing as far as building the Hydra brand into what it is today? Um, the most challenging thing is just is being sure that we're we're creating something that is making things better. That we're not just you know copycatting, duplicating something. Um, you know, um, nothing's really been challenging about it because that's not something that we do. I don't look to you know copycat something. I I look at things like how can I make this better? How can I improve on this? You know, I didn't invent the knee pad. Um, you know, it, I just needed something that worked better that didn't fall down, that, that stayed in place, and 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 allowed you to posture. Like you said, um, those were some of Johnny's big things in the beginning. And the design work of it was coming up with something that he could play the snake and he could do these different things, and it and it was supportive with all the lateral movements and everything like that. Um, so that was hugely important. Um, you know. Uh, our our pit bag you know and i didn't invent that that was something that already existed in the squirrel bag they had it they just were small and i needed something better um i needed something bigger and and we were you know i already had my microfiber cloth that i was developing that was a thicker better um that would wipe stuff better and then it was just like let's just stitch these together and put a zipper in it and boom and then it, it they do a phenomenal job so I felt, you know, and our next product coming up are the same kind of thing. We want to make sure anything that we release is is actually making it better. Our pants were were designed to, I'm sick and tired of replacing my pants. You know, I get a pair of paintball pants and, you know, I do three practices, a tournament, and I got to get a new pair. They're already ripped. Um, I'm not saying mine can't rip or won't get destroyed. They're not bulletproof, but I strongly believe that my hydra skin pants are the most durable pant on the market. Um, everything from the direction of my seams to where there are no seams, 
uh, to the material that it's made of is to make it more durable and still be flexible, allow you to get into all the positions, allow, no matter what you do, whether you're crawling, you're playing B-side, um, no matter what you do, they're not going to restrict you. Um, and they're still going to slide whether you play in the grass or whether you play on turf. So, For sure. Uh, I know whenever those Hydroskin pants came out, like the... I think the big thing was that they were like uh, tear resistant. And I think you also like did a demonstration of that, like with a, with a knife or something. Right. And just, uh, 100%. yeah. So I did the nice thing with my, with the knee pads. So the gray material on our hydro blacks, they were designed, um, uh, because a really good friend of mine, paintball player, uh, was playing with my, with the classics, the blue ones. And he went to a tournament out of state and then I got a phone call and then I got pictures and he had ripped his knee open and the doctor literally told him the only reason he didn't lose his knee cap entirely is because he had our, our um, knee pads on. But he looked, and what it was was there was an old stake on the ground um, that he slid across, and we've all seen that. Um, so that's why we put the hydra skin on the knee pad was to help stop that. And then once we did that, we realized, man, I can make pants out of the same material, and it'd even be better. And so then we made the pants. Um, but yes, it's cut resistant. The video you're referring to, I'm going after with a razor blade. That material is a cut resistant material. It's designed for people who work with broken glass or with knife blades, razor blades, whatever. So you can't get cut. Um, so if it can hold up to a razor blade, it can hold up to, to a grass blade. So. Sure, I love it. Uh, and this next question is brought to us by Paintball Kumite. So are there any Hydra products on the horizon, either for the holiday shopping season or for next season that you can give us a sneak peek for? 100%. There's, uh, there's items on the horizon and they're, they're getting closer and closer all the time, but not ready to give a sneak peek. They're not ready yet. Um, I can tell you that I'm for the holiday season, uh, for Black Friday, we're doing a 30% off on all of Hydra on Hydra, uh, 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 fit. Um, so Black Friday, there'll be 30% off. You just want to, you put everything into your cart when you check out, it'll be 30% off. All right. I love it. So, uh, and that'll start on Black Friday, you said? Yep. Right. I'm not sure on the time that's going to start. It's probably going to start at midnight, like traditional Black Friday. Um, crazy. I remember Black Friday <laughs> a long time ago. Would you know, we'd eat and then we'd all hang out, wait until midnight to go hit the stores, you know, and, and the stores would be, you know, locked and we'd stand in there waiting and the doors would open and we'd go in and they don't do that anymore. But man, it was great when they did. It was so much fun. It was, it was crazy. It was, it almost got in fights. <laughs> it was pretty cool going after the good stuff, after the PlayStations and the, and the TVs and everything. It was, we used to have so much fun at it. It's still fun, but now, now it's Black Fridays online and eh, not the same. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember those videos back in the day and people getting fights at Best Buy and all that. Oh, absolutely. We lived it. We lived it. And it was fun. It was, it was good times. So for sure. Uh, so let's see, let's take a look in the chat real quick. Let's see. Um, yeah. Uh, from last row Lopez, he says, JD is a fellow colorblind homie. Um, yes, <laughs> I am colorblind. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, uh, from Brandon Ortega, he asks, uh, what version knee pad do you recommend for heavier guys for knee support? Hydro Blacks. Um, so the Hydro Blacks over the 2.0. So a lot of people, that's a great question. So 2.0s are the new pad. A lot of people are like, oh, new pad, newer, better. 
No, new or different. Um, the reason the 2.0s came out was because of skinnier people with skinny legs like Jonathan Chavez, uh, BJ Henningberg, um, BJ Dano. Um, they would rub them on the back of the knees. And everything I could do to try, and I've, I've been cutting Jonathan Chavez's back of his knees out for two and a half years now. Um, my problem with what took me so long to release them was trying to come up with a way where I didn't lose the compression. Because the moment I cut it, the moment I cut that piece out, the compression's not there. Um, if you ever try the two on, uh, one on either leg, you'll notice there's a difference in the compression. I tried X pattern, I tried multiple things, finally just can't do it. So we're just going to come out with a 2.0 because it was a necessity for the people with skinnier legs. Because um, what happens when it bends, it rubs on the back of the leg and, and so then they get that irritation and that rash. Heavier guys, um, it's stretched out. It's just a difference in the in the the dynamics of your legs are different on a bigger guy. And it's usually people that were large or above don't see a problem with the rubbing the knee behind the knee. The large is the key thing though, because then large and below is where we will see it. So some people that wear large get a problem, some people don't. Um, and there's a there's an exception to every rule. I've got some big guys. Um, uh, Dan Kelly, a photographer, um, it rubs him on the back of his knees when he's out there taking video or, and pictures all day long. And so he wears the 2.0s because now he doesn't have that irritation. By day two at an NXL event, the back of his legs are killing him. So he went to the 2.0s, problem solved. So big guys can wear the 2.0s, but big guys that are players, you need the compression. What the what the hydro knee pad does is it compresses the, the the knee joint, it increases blood flow by increasing blood flow, heats it up, keeps it warm, and when you keep it warm, it's more uh, mobile and it, and it, it's less likely to get hurt. It's really just that simple by keeping it warm, and so you're less likely to tear something. Um, so definitely a bigger guy should stick with the hydro black. All right. Yeah. And Brandon, he says, love it. Thank you. Uh, going to use that 30% off this week. Rock on. Perfect. So, uh, a quote that you said back in episode 62 that has stuck with me was paintball is life. Life is paintball. Uh, can you tell, uh, everybody listening a little bit more about the meaning behind that quote? So I've been saying that for quite a while and, um, and literally, it really it, it can go on and on. We you can come up with all sorts of different uh, subject matters in the game of paintball, and it, it all crosses over. Whether it's communication, um, adapting to situations, um, all the skills that you learn in paintball can absolutely affect you in real life. So you can use these skills um, in in every and same thing. You know, life skills that you might. Uh, if you're good at dealing with people at your work and stuff like that, you're probably going to be really good at the game of paintball because you have to deal with a lot of things. Um, you know, my boys, you know, growing up, there were there were times where different things. I'm like, paintball is life, life is paintball, because the skills that they were learning, they could use, whether it was in school, whether it was at their job, whether it was whatever, you know, you... You have to learn to adapt in the game of paintball to whatever whatever the other team throws at you. And that's something you have to do in the real world also. Um, 
it, it, you, you, you will, you think about it when you're playing the game of paintball and the different skills that you learn, you're going to realize that it works it. You know, preparation. You, you don't just show up to a tournament and well, you can, but you don't normally just show up to a tournament and win. There's a lot that has to happen, especially in an expo, which brings me back to why I love expo so much because expo is like, is like a fifth, it's like a, a boxing mat, right? Because you have all these different points and it's a real battle. Where race to two, um, is, you know, it's, you're up, you're down and, you know, down, that's what happened around robin tournaments, right? You, you play everybody one time and, you know, it's, it's not the same. Where X ball, you really are going for it. So you learn, so you have to have everything prepared in your pits. Just like in life, you know, you, when you go to school, you better, you're going to give your report at school. You have to do all your own stuff. You have to figure it all out. You have to be ready for it. Same thing in paintball. You know, it all corresponds. It all goes together. So when parents are looking for something to put their kids in, um, paintball is it. Let me tell you what. If you, if you are looking for something to, you have a, a child who might not be good at rig traditional sports, right? They, and they want to play video games all the time. Get them into paintball because, in fact, I had a grandfather just, just the other day at, at not this last Mech event because I was sick and I didn't go to it, but the one before that. He came to me and he told me, He's like, you know what, J.D., you were right. I brought my son out. We started playing night ball, and he, he started getting to know friends, and now he knows people by name, and now he played this Mech X. He goes, and it's changed him at school. He has confidence at school. He, he's more outgoing. He's doing all these different things, and that is because of paintball. And, and he's just like, he, he grabbed my hand, and he shook it, and he's like, I just want to thank you for what you've done for my grandson is brought him out of his shell. And that, when people ask me, do you think paintball is good for our kids to put them into paintball? I'm like, how many ways can I tell you? Yes, they're going to learn so many social skills from playing this game. And that when I say paintball is life, life is paintball, I mean it to my core. And we, there's, there's so many things that paintball, people get out of paintball and because for whatever reason, they maybe they get upset at everybody and they stop playing. And it's sad because I've seen a lot of people's lives go down. Um, and they just start making bad decisions, doing stupid things. And I'm like, man, if they would have just stayed in paintball, they, they would have been grown up to be a great person. Um, and I've seen young kids grow up to become great people. Um, and it's because of paintball. Paintball is life. Paintball keeps you making the right decisions. This is not a cheap game that we play. So you, if, you're, if your parents are paying for it, you got to do your homework or you're not going to get paintball. you got to do your, your home scores and you don't get to play paintball this weekend. Um, as an adult, you got to make sure your family life is good. you got to make sure that your job is good. Because let me tell you what, you're not going to be playing paintball if your wife don't like it. If you're, if you're not keeping your family life right, you don't get to play paintball no more. So if you're not keeping your job right, you don't got the money to play paintball no more. So life is paintball. Paintball is life. It, it all goes together. And I think it is the best. Uh, it's the best decisions to making great memories in life and get your family involved and get out here and, and shoot some ball this weekend because 
you will be a better person because of paintball. I guarantee it. I've seen that, uh, especially with uh, youth division players down at X Factor. There's been a huge increase in how many of them. I think this past Sunday, there was like a big either scrimmage or tryout or something. And there was like four different lines worth of youth division teams there. And it's, it's incredible to see not just how how the youth division movement is going at the moment, but also like seeing these kids that have been in for multiple years at this point, seeing how they, the game has benefited them and how they've changed and grown, uh, as, as people, uh, because of the, the life lessons that, uh, the game of paintball, uh, has to offer. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many lessons and then the people, the people that you meet, I mean, I've said this a thousand times, some of the best people on this planet are paintball players. They truly are. Um, when you come to, and I'm sure it's the same at at a, an X Factor or any of the other different parks, but I know at Paintball Fit, when you show up at Paintball Fit, you don't have to know anybody. And in 10 minutes, you will be welcomed onto the field. You'll be playing paintball, whether it's with a divisional team or with the guys on Paintball Fit. I mean, they're out there every Wednesday and Friday night. And the crowd that comes out on Wednesdays and Friday nights are not always the same crowd that are there on the weekends. Um, and it doesn't matter. They're out there playing paintball and getting to know people and making friendships. And it's a wonderful life. It really is a wonderful life. Absolutely. I think one of, uh, one of my goals long, like super long term in the sport is to one day, um, not only see the NCPA like, reborn and uh, grow back into what it was, but also uh, maybe one day have it as a high school sport. I, I think that would be an incredible thing for uh, for the sport and for what it has to offer. I, I think you're right. I think that getting it to be a high school sport is, is going to be great. Um, it is coming back right now. I know we have one on the books right now. They're coming to paintball fit. I think the 19th, I think is the next event. Um, but, uh, yeah, so college paintball is coming back. So that's really cool. Yeah. I've been, I mean, I know so many of us were products of the NCPA or got into it for the first time or, or came through it. Like even guys like Jesse Stevens, uh, guys yeah. like a lot of the, uh, former VCK players that are now on several different pro teams like Houston, Heat, uh, infamous, uh, were on AC Dallas. It's, uh, you know, previously, um, so there's like, it's, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, importance there and, uh, we need to, uh, we need to keep it going and revive it however we can. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. So, uh, this next question is brought to us by why I paintball. So, uh, most notably you are the owner of paintball fit, which in the span of these last seven or eight years has gone from that small field in front of the mad dogs lot with uh, yeah. paint selling out of the trailer to now what is often called the field of dreams of paintball, which you and the rest of your family have literally built by hand, brick by brick. So would you say the giant effort that you uh, that you put in to build this field was worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I wouldn't have done anything different. Um, no, yeah. I mean, what can I say? Like, it's I, I've met even more amazing people because of it. 
So, yeah. And uh, kind of going further with that, did you ever expect that paintball fit would end up having this massive reputation or nationwide impact on the sport? Uh, locally in the state of Texas, 100%. Like that was our goal. Um, when I first, when we first broke ground um, in the back, well, actually when we first did it in the, in the front. So like you said, we started off with just a little thing in front of Mad Dogs. Um, and I did my reball center, but immediately I was cleaning off, um, what there, there was like this muddy, like half field there. Um, it was, it was literally half the size. It was like the snake side only. And that was their speedball field. And so I, we brought in dirt, we leveled it out and then we covered it with turf and we built a speedball field on it. Um, immediately upon doing that, people were like, what are you thinking? Like, Tournament, baby, tournament paintball is not what it used to be. Like, it's it's dead. It's not the same. Like, I kid you not. People were literally telling me that. And I was like, it's not the same because it's not here. Like, my passion for this game has never diminished. It's never lost its glamour. I've loved paintball from the day I first saw tournament paintball and got to watch Bob Long and Dave Youngblood. From that moment, I knew that I was, and I just loved it. And I just knew that the only reason tournament paintball has, besides economy or whatnot, um, was because there was nowhere left to play. Everybody, everybody got rid of their, their air ball fields and there was nowhere to play. So I knew when we built it, it would happen. Immediately upon building it, um, and we've opened that front uh, spot there, we were already building in the back. So it's not like I didn't plan for this to happen. My sons and I, we sat down and we made a decision. Um, Hell, Colt was still in high school and he was like, are you serious? And he wasn't even really caring about paintball at the time, except for he was just like, okay, it's the family does paintball all the time. But he agreed like, yeah, let's build this, let's build this. So we would run the paintball field up front on the weekends and then all week long, we would all drive back to the back and start building. And from filling in holes to doing it all to putting poles in the grid, everything. Um, and then when we unveiled it, um, I still remember, you know, I won't name them, but a, a couple of field owners that showed up out there at the very first big event and were like, what the hell were you thinking? Why would you do this? And, and, I, and they still didn't understand my vision. Um, or our vision as a family. Um, they do now. I think everybody does now. So when people ask me, like, did you ever think it was going to, the paintball suit would be this big? I'm like, yeah, it was designed to be this way. Because I knew, and I've always known this, paintball is never going away. Paintball is a forever game. I mean, this, this, is, this is America. This is Cowboys, Indians, Cops, and Robbers. You know, we all grew up playing with guns. We all did it. We all played hide and seek and paintball is just the perfect thing of it. So did I know paintball fit would be what it is? Yeah. Uh, for the state of Texas, I did not even fathom that people outside of Texas would care about us or talk about us. And it is the most honoring feeling in the world to have people, you know, great that are out there um 
talk to me about it. You know, players on Dynasty, um, Dave Painter, you know, different, different great, um, all the different, you know, legends of paintball that have come up and talked to me and thanked, and thanked our family for, for what we do. And it's, it's an honor to be able to be recognized from all of them. So no, I did not think that nationally I would get this kind of recognition. That wasn't what we were thinking. All I was thinking about Texas paintballers, helping them understand that there's a place that you can come and get better and work your art, work your craft, and be a better player tomorrow than you were when you showed up. So it was really just that simple. So just give a place where people could come and and train and get better. So well, uh, I I love the how you put it. The the other field owners didn't quite understand, but they sure do now. I mean, there's a lot of different places that have looked to paintball fit for inspiration, and not just like what you, you didn't just call it whenever you initially opened the backfield, you continue to innovate and doing things like the, the night ball setup and yeah. other fields have started to replicate that. Like I know there was a field over, I think it was in Arizona that um, also have a very similar setup to their night ball. And they, uh, they held their uh, leg of the joust under the lights. And it's like, you have built like this incredible blueprint that uh, has pretty much just become the standard of, like fields and what's possible. I think that um, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Um, and I always think that I can. So I think that, um, you know, I, when I very first heard that, um, and I, it's, it's on my, our, our wall there. It's one of our positive sayings out there at the field. Um, and when I very first heard it, I thought, what if you think you can or you think you can't you're right um but it's just like in the game of paintball if you think you can win a tournament you have to know you're going to win a tournament and you're going to win it but if you go into a tournament like i don't know if we're going to do very good well you're right you're not going to do very good you've got to see yourself doing it um when i first did the reball center down below I was telling them I needed to do a netted thing, you know, but I couldn't have columns in, in, in the thing. It needed to be a net held up. And they were like, oh, you can't do that. It's not doable. I'm like, who says I can't do that? Like, I'll figure it out. And I figured it out and we did it. Um, we did the paintball field. They say, ah, oh, you can't do that. So don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything. Nobody can tell you you can't do anything. You can do anything your mind sees. You can do it. You just got to have the will to do it especially in the game of paintball. Uh, and I know something that we talked about um, back on the round table episode was that paintball is a small enough community that if you have an idea, it's not necessarily going to be something that, Oh, it's been done a thousand times or there's a hundred other people out there doing the exact same thing. Like uh, if you have an idea and you like truly believe in it, then absolutely go for it. And uh, as long as you do it like to, the best of your ability and you really put some time and dedication into it, it definitely can go somewhere within our community, which is it's small enough that there are so many things that are possible and it's, you don't really have to have a name for yourself already. Like you don't have to be a pro player in order to have success in other uh, ventures within the sport. Uh, like I think 
prime example like this show like all it was was just a idea to feature more individuals within the state of texas and since then uh you know 75 episodes later uh here we are with uh with uh so much more um so much more support and uh the community has grown and really embraced it and now we're like we're holding a event like we've gone from just this simple podcast idea to feature others to holding like tournaments. So, uh, if you have an idea out there, absolutely like go, uh, go pursue it. Oh, exactly. Exactly. You don't have to do what everybody else does and you don't have to do it the way everybody else does. If you do, you'll just be like everybody else. You know, we do everything our way. I'm not trying to be like anybody else. I just want to be me. Absolutely. I love it. All right. So, uh, throughout all of your different ventures into paintball, what are one or two milestones that really stood out at the time when you achieved them or still stand out to this day? Of, of paint, my, my paintball milestones. Yeah. So it could be milestones either with the field, uh, your brands, Hydra or SCPL events, or even your team or even your uh, personal playing career. So what, what are like some milestones that either stood out at the moment or, uh, still stand out today? Well, my, my two would be, um, and they're very much connected over a vast time period. Um, one I talked about earlier, um, which was when I actually made it with Bushwhackers and had that opportunity and then had to turn it back down um, for my family. Um, but two would be that when that happened, well, actually, when that happened, I told Sarah that if my boys fall in love with this game as much as I love it, I want to be sure that when they get the opportunity that life's not going to stand in their way. They're going to be able to do that. And that was, that was something that it meant a lot to me. And then for them to grow up and play the game and never hate the game and end up embracing the game and embracing it to the point, which is the best part was that they be, they became the team and they trust in each other and they love each other and they argue with each other, but they don't fight with each other. They, they have their internal talks and, and they, they work everything out. And it's the most glorious thing to watch your sons like work like best friends. You know, I've fought with my best friends, you know, but we're still best friends. Um, and to watch them literally be best friends and then their teammates and it, and it, that, that, that ball that became paintball fit and then to watch them fight through everything except an opportunity to go pro only to get knocked back down but it's because it wasn't really them but you know they were d2 and they accepted it and that that i don't think it was the wrong decision at all i think that was an amazing opportunity and they took it and then from that they learned they learned like oh there's a reality difference between these guys, these pros, and what we thought. We thought we were badass, you know. But then to watch them come back and then just come back strong as ever 
and go into semi-pro and as paintball state again and do good. But to then earn the right to be pro this year in a full domination against the probably the strongest semi-pro division ever. Um, to and to just have a full domination, only dropping two matches the whole season, and to be able to do it against not just any team, but against you know, without a doubt, the best second place semi-pro team out there with Blast Camp. You know, had it been any other team in that final match, it wouldn't have been the same. If something would have happened, if Blast Camp would have you know messed up and not made it to that final match. But this was a storybook. You couldn't write a better script for this season. And for them to then come out and just pull, dominate. And, like, it was the most impressive thing to watch my sons live out what was my useful dream. And then to be able to watch my sons do it with 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 honor and dignity and just everything and to do it as a family and with the and and it's not just my sons either it's like all of my whole the whole group that we have put together um from our coaches to our pit crew and to do it with my wife alongside me who was there telling me that i could do it i could have went with uh the bush blackers back then and to be able to, it was it was so much better to have my sons do it than than anything that it ever could have been for me. So for me, those 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 are my two biggest milestones. And I've had a lot of badass. I've, man, I got some great stories of some amazing tournaments. You know, fabulous situations with all sorts of different people. But if you want to talk about milestones, that was it. Me going after my dream, and then choosing not to do it, and them going after their dream. And just seizing the moment and just doing it and doing it in in just a I mean world record kind of a thing. It was just it's just awesome. And just and the the way that they did it with all of the fit fans, the the players at our field, they are the ones that made it possible because they're the ones who practice with the boys all the time you know it doesn't matter who you are what level of player you are you would show up at our field and you play alongside them you come to the mech x you're playing with Pope, you're playing with Trent, you're playing with Brody, you're playing with john you're playing with scott stewart you're playing with all of them you know and man like i said it, it it's they you couldn't have written a better script i would love to think personally i'd love to see it as a movie i'm just like man from a paintballer's point of view I think that they live not only my dream, but I, I believe a lot of paintballers' dreams. I think if you're a paintballer, you dream of going pro one day. And I think that they did it in the best possible fashion they could. I mean, so going, yeah, going five for five, like that has, I don't know if it's ever been done before. Um, nope. I, th- I, I have spoke with the who's who in paintball from Tom Cole to, uh, Shane Howe, which was a part of the, you know, he he did his big run with his team. Um, to uh, Jason Frozen, uh, all of them, they they're all like, nope, this is it. This is it's never been done, 
and it's never been done in this fashion. Even when trauma did did their run back in the day, um, they barely made it in a couple of those events. They barely made it into Sunday. Um, barely is not a word you would use with paintball fit. They fully dominated their way in, and they fully, I mean, it was just like, holy shit. Like, there's, you know, there's only two teams, and that is Newbies just barely beat them in a, in a prelims match, and uh, Royal Sea Dogs beat them in a prelims match at the Texas one. Um, in both situations, it was just like getting into the ring, bop, 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 they got punched in the face, and they beat the shit out of them in them games. I mean, they were not like, oh, we barely lost to them. It's like, no, they done jacked us up. Um, but it punched us in the face, and they just woke up, and, and that's the best part is then as a team, they came together. They worked out. What did you do wrong? What did I do wrong? What could I have done better? Let's fix it. And they came right back the very next match. Changed, fixed, and ready to roll. Um, like the ultimate gladiators. Like, like I said, like it's, it's something to behold. I mean, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure to witness throughout the whole year. I mean, just... I think the story alone, like you said, with Blast Camp being, it's always fit versus Blast Camp in the finals. I mean, what just an incredible storyline there. And I'm just, every, every time it was just fit Blast Camp in the finals again and again and again. I'm just imagining like these boxing or these MMA posters where you've got like fit on one side, Blast Camp, and you got like fit Blast Camp three, fit Blast Camp four. Like, then uh, I'm quite honestly surprised that I haven't seen any media like that where it's like MMA style, like promotion posters going into that. And I, uh, Clint, if you're listening, then, uh, I, uh, I would be very interested in seeing some of that if you're out there. Um, uh, so tell us, tell us a little bit more. Like, I mean, obviously the moment was historic, but what was the workload behind that like to get to this point? So, you know, it, after they they lost um, the year prior to uh, Austin Notorious, and they got that one point, um, then they beat us, you know, um, they just knew they're like, okay, we got to knuckle down. We got to, we got to, we, we got to be better next year. And they just, they committed to be in there for all the night balls. So they would be like, let me tell you, night ball is, it's so much more than most people give it credit for because so they, they would practice basically four times a week. They did their sat every Saturday and Sunday they were practicing and then they would show up for nightball Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, and it didn't matter who was out there because when they're out there at nightball, you're either playing, you know, they're either playing against people or with people and they're teaching people. And I don't know if you've ever taught anybody anything, if you've ever sat down and had to teach somebody something, but you as a teacher generally learn more than the student. Um, so when they are out there teaching other players and like, here, this is how you have to do it and make sure you're, you know, checking it here and get your posture right, stuff like that. They're literally reminding themselves of what they needed to do. Um, but they're literally just gunfighting. So they would gunfight every Wednesday and every Friday and make no mistake, just because somebody's not a semi-pro player doesn't mean they don't know how to use the damn gun. You know, you have people like, look at Ryan Hall, for instance, 
he made um, AC Dallas as a D4 player. He was picked up as a D4 player. So just because you don't have high ranking doesn't mean you're not good. So when players come out to paintball fit, uh, Colton, the boys, they all know it. They respect everybody. You come out there, as long as you show them respect, they're going to show you respect. Now, the moment you disrespect them, well, paintball is life, life is paintball. Don't disrespect me in life either, you know. So, but uh, if you show them respect, they're going to play with you and you just might teach them something because sometimes some new player will come at it in a way, he'll come at the game or make moves that you're like, why would you do that? But then it's like, okay, hold on. Maybe we should try. You know, and so it opens your eyes to things. So I think that they train that way. Well, I don't think, I know it made a big difference. And the reason I can say that I know it, because Maddie Marshall, the man himself, the voice of paintball, has already on every single cast said they're the best gunfighters in the galaxy. Not, not just the the nxl so you know even the guys on mars ain't got shit on paintball fit <laughs> so so that that is nightball and and that is i truly believe that that is the difference because all these other teams are out there thinking we got to create a bunch of pods on our back and we got to play all these points um and i think that one of the best things you can do as a paintball player is gunfight you know whether you just wanted your thrills against another player snap shooting or you're gunfighting and when you come to Nightball, it's not, it's, you're, you're having fun. You're, you're being a kid again, and you're playing paintball like in the original, but you're literally gunfighting your way into a bunker, out of a bunker, and you only got 200 rounds. And then I can't count how many times during this season that I watched Pope on the field reach back, run his hand across his pack, no pods, and then he just postures up, plays, and goes. Why? Because in the game of paintball, once you put somebody into self-preservation mode, you come out there, you're playing, and you shoot three of their bodies, and there's two dudes, and then, and then all of a sudden the guy's like, ah, oh, shit, it's just me and you, man. Stay alive, stay alive, cross up, cross up. They're fucked. They're done. You've just put them into self-preservation mode. Now all you got to go do is do the deed. That's all you got to do is go do them now because you've already screwed them mentally. So... When most players reach to their back and go, yeah, and they start scrambling around on the ground looking for paintballs. Not that we haven't done that too. In fact, there's a lot of videos of the guys doing that, grabbing paintballs off the ground. But what they didn't do is they didn't panic. They never went into self-preservation mode. They still stayed in that. What do I got to do? Put this together. Where do I got to get on this field to jack this fool up? And that's the way that they played because then they're done it. Because that's what nightball is. You got 200 rounds. Let's go. And, and, and understand this, in Nightball, with 200 rounds, it always comes out. They're still shooting their lanes. They're about 100 of those balls gone. And then they're like, okay, slow down. Now let's make it happen. So been there, done that. And I do believe 100% that was the game changer. Well, I mean, we saw the difference this year, uh, only dropping those two matches the whole year and uh, like getting better throughout the year. I mean, your first couple of points or your first couple of finals, I think the first three were one point matches, two of those three going into overtime. And then 
you end the year by mercying the team that's been in the finals with you all year. Uh, so this, and not only that, but to come from the, Actually, we mercyed them twice at that event. We yeah. You mercyed them. them in prelims as well, right? Yeah. Yep. So especially coming off of the 2022 season where you were just a single series point away from earning the the spot last year, but lost it in the finals. So what was it that kept you focused through all of the hardships from uh, the 2021 season where you uh, you guys came up as the Division II team and, but were relegated to last year, just failing by that single point, to now this season just absolutely dominating people where it wasn't even close? We're not done yet. It was just that statement right there. Like, okay, we're not done yet. We still, we got to do it again. Um, uh, I, I also feel like it was, it was a great thing. Did we want to win that year before? A hundred percent. Was it? It wasn't devastatingly crushing to us at all. I think that uh, everybody left that event with their heads held high, and it's like we're going to be better. Um, make no mistake. We know this year going into pro is not going to be the same as it's been for us for the last multiple years. Um, you're, you're, this is the upper echelon. This is it. This is the bad boys. Um, these guys are here for a reason, and I don't think most people truly appreciate or understand the level of paintball IQ that exists in the pro division. Uh, it, it leaps above. Um, I think that. We're way more prepared for it now. Last year, had we went in, I mean, we had a good, uh, what was that, 2021 season. Um, we should have never lost by one point to Notoria, who literally, out of their own mouth, they didn't think they even had a chance. You know, it was just like, it was just a crazy thing with the double points. And I think that happened with a lot of different teams all, all over the divisions. Um, but uh, I think that um, we're so much better prepared now as a team uh, than, than we would have been, you know, and, and 100% gunfighting is what did the difference, you know, just literally two days a week just working on gunfighting skills. Um, it's huge. Well, so. we'll, uh, we'll see how the that uh, level of dedication and hard work uh helps you guys going into the well going back into the pro division um i know that a lot of uh a lot of players say that like when you first get into the pro division it's it's just like a completely other game but you guys have experience uh which a lot of other semi pro teams don't have when they first get promoted uh so this next question is also brought to you by you by Hydra so uh now you've you've done it you're back in the pro division but this time you're under your own identity so how how did you guys celebrate uh after the big win and what's on the horizon for you heading into next season so uh after the big win um <laughs> Everybody started giving everybody shots. Hope got a lot of shots. People were coming up with bottles, and he kept taking lots of shots. Everybody was drinking. Um, by the time we got up on stage, um, 
half the dudes were definitely <laughs> five shades into the wind. Um, we still had to go back to our booth and tear it all down um, to fly out the next day and to get it all packed up and ready to go. So we stayed there well into the night, getting everything packed up. Why, why the guys and the girls team were all partying and, and God bless them. They deserved it. They fucking earned it. And I was happy as hell to, you know, me and Zoe and some of the, some of the guys um, were there helping me pack, but you know, all my pit crew and everybody were doing it, but the guys were already partying. So then when we finally got it all packed up, we headed back to the hotel to drop everything off. And then everybody was heading over to old town, um, which is, I, I think an amazing thing to go do just because it, it really brought it back to, you know, when I first started going to World Cup, it was all about Old Town. Um, but by the time we got back to there, Sarah and I were like, I'm taking a shower. We took our shower and we just said, peace out, guys. Y'all have fun. We went to bed. So um, they went and they partied and they had a good time. Um, but yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I saw, I think Colt made a comment somewhere on, on Instagram or on Facebook from the, uh, the award ceremony, I think it was. And he, he, I think his comment was like, y'all should have definitely cut me off well before this point. Oh no. Yeah, no doubt. It was, but it was, it was not really his fault. People just kept telling me, Hey Colt, take a shot with me. You know, now it is on your birthday, let alone when you win, when you win world cup and, and that, you know. Everybody wanted to get a shot with them, so they were all. It was it was fun, and I, you know, they've got they got a lot of good memories from that. But yeah, so they they all went out and celebrated. I mean, because yeah, I mean, the fit one, vibe one. It was it was pretty exciting all the way around. Yeah, I I didn't even mention the Dallas Vibe victory. I mean, I. I had Leslie Clewis on last week for the show and uh, she was talking about the win and everything that kind of went into it. I, I want to, uh, let's hear it from your perspective as well, I guess. Like how, how was it going from uh, Dallas vibe, like barely missing the cut all year to uh, coming out and winning world cup uh, and turning seemingly uh, having a new found like connection with each other. Uh, they did. Um, I think that um, the boys, uh, got a little bit involved there towards their final practices and gave them some insight on what they wanted them to work on um, as far as playing themselves. And um, there was a little bit of fight back from some of the girls. You know, they wanted to like everybody else is playing the guy teams. We need to be playing the guy teams. Like you're not like everybody else. We're not doing whatever. If you want to do what everybody else does, you'll be like everybody else. You're going to do what we do because of what paintball fit does. Paintball fit goes out and they practice against if there's not another team there to, to scrimmage, paintball fit plays each other. Um, it gives us our best look. Um, they, we get to feel, you know, the, our attacks. We get to feel our defenses. Um, and we get to strengthen them up because we know where our strengths and where our weaknesses are. So when I go up against you and I know what your weakness is, I'm going to exploit it because, you know, I'm a human being and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat your ass. Um, and so paintball fit does that and they get some of their best practices against each other. So, you know, Johnny basically went over there and told the girls, like, no, you're, you're going to practice each other. And then you're going to spend two days just practicing each other. They got 10 of them. They can do it. Um, but by the end, they played way more points um, than they would have had they been doing spins against other people. 
They've learned a lot about each other. They learned a lot about the the layout, and it showed. They showed up to World Cup a new team. Um, Rich just had to basically be at the helm, keep them managed, and keep the, the right personnel out on the field. But once the girls hit the field, they knew what to do, and and it showed, and it was great. Um, that was a that was a huge part of them. You know, doing it like the way that the guys wanted to do them. Colton and Johnny just basically are like, "This is this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to get your very best practice. You got one weekend to learn this layout. This is what you're going to do." And they did it, and they fucking won it, and it was badass. So, so good for them. It was it was it was perfect. It was yeah, absolutely, it was a really good set to watch for uh, for Texas fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty exciting. Once again, like I, you couldn't have wrote a better storybook. So, yeah, for sure. And uh, and speaking of, we've got both uh, Casey Harris and Rich are uh, chatting it up here. Uh, see, uh, Casey Harris, he uh, kind of going back a little bit to your uh, milestones. He said, "Don't forget winning ICPL Pro with HydroFit." Oh my God. Yeah. So that, that was pretty sick too, to be able to, you know, do that. And I got to be a part on the field with them. So that was, and I totally forgot about that one, but yeah, that, that was, that's another, right. Like I said, there's so many great milestones in this. Um, and it's phenomenal and be able to have Casey play with us at the ICPLs and, you know, not just coaching, you know, he's, he's one of the most amazing parts of the team to be able to have a guy that can work, with um with the man the 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 alpha males that exist on paintball fit is is huge and i don't know of another person that could do it what casey's able to do because he worked with them well and he helped in in every aspect you know they they bounce stuff off of each other and they're like this is what we're going to do and he puts it all together and and his his skills of putting everything together and making it work perfect is is it's just it's wonderful you know so thank you casey you 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 earned this bad boy just as much as they did 100 percent. uh let's see who else is in the chat um Let's see. So message from the chat says, uh, hands down, JD is the friendliest field owner ever. I'm blessed they give me a place to sell salsa. They never hesitate, support, and help. It's amazing. Hey, Wes. Yeah. All right. And his salsa is amazing. So, and once again, like paintball, paintball is life. Life is paintball. You know, if you, I think that um, whenever I look for something to do, I always like to try to find my paintballers to to help them out. And, and do if you if you've got something that I can help you with, man, Let's do this because it's life is not what you know, it's who you know. Um, and paintballers are the best people ever. So, for and, sure. And, and paintballers themselves are the reason that paintball fit the team is who they are because all of these different players that come out to paintball fit, we wouldn't be who we are if it wasn't for all of our fit fam that's out there playing all the time. Whether you're a regular, a divisional player or just a player that just shows up because you love the game of paintball. If it wasn't for them, you know, the guys wouldn't be where they are right now. Absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah. So uh, kind of moving forward, uh, what's what's on the horizon for next season? Are y'all going to uh, keep up the, the same uh, schedule or e- go even more intense than that? Or what, what's, uh, what's the preparation look like for Vegas? Oh man. So Vegas is going to be exciting, but uh, so the preparation is going to be exactly the same. Um, uh, whether or not they come up with new ideas, I mean, is yet to be known. Um, we haven't came up with, it's not like we're like, Hey, we're going to do this crazy new yoga thing. No. Um, we are, hundred percent believe in what uh, gunfighting does and that is night balls. So if you guys want to come out and, and, and work on your gunfighting skill, come to night ball, dude, it's, it's 50 bucks. We provide all the paint and you provide all the fun. It's a blast. Um, some people are like, Oh, but I'll be out there playing against Colt and all them. It's like, no, no, no. You'll be playing with them, not against them with them. Um, it's greatness. Um, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to have a blast. And they're going to learn a lot too. And as we move into our our season of pro, why would I change that? Some people would be like, "Oh, well, you need to do what all the other pro teams like." We're not going to be all the other pro teams. We're going to be paintball fit for the next twenty years, um, like it's, or and beyond. Like the dream is that. And if you think you can, and you think you can't, you're right. So I think we can. I love it. All right. So, uh, we're getting toward the end of our show for everybody who's, uh, tuning in live. Thank you so much, uh, for watching. Uh, now's a last chance to get in any questions that you want to ask JD. So, uh, JD, this question is brought to us by, uh, get that shot. So message him on Facebook or Instagram at get that underscore shot. If you're needing media coverage for next season, he also does a team program. So if your uh, team's looking to secure uh, media coverage for throughout the season, he does offer uh, special programs, hit him up today. So JD, this, uh, I asked you this same question uh, on our round table episode, but this one is to, uh, get any eyes or uh, recognition for any up and comers or maybe some lesser known individuals out there within the community. So is there anybody in Texas, either teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately? Who do you think deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Um, I would say people that deserve more recognition for what they're doing are the players that are giving back that are coming out here and doing the coaching and stuff like that. Like we've got uh, Jay-Z, um, he's been out there helping different teams, um, newer teams that are coming to the field, uh, established teams that are already established and going. Um, you know, Clint Johnson, he's continually giving back to like UGTV. He's out there doing clinics with them and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of those players um, that, are, that are great for paintball. They're there to teach, to be able to, Give back the knowledge. Because like I said earlier, learning to win, that's the secret. And it's not easy. But once you do know it, you know it. Um, once you learn how, that light turns on, you're good to go. So if you can find somebody like that that has won before, you need to get out there and talk to them and uh, and see how much knowledge you can get from them. But these guys are are willing to help you guys out and do it. Some of them are charging fees. Uh, I promise you it's worth it. Um, it costs them money to drive out there. Jeremy drives an hour and a half to come out and save all fit to work with people. Um, but he's been helping out some old school baller friends of mine. 
um, team playing some guys that used to play with me back in the day when I was still Palins. Um, I played against them a lot. We, we butted heads a lot. We were really good friends. And um, But now they're coming back into the game. And um, when they first showed up at the USXBO, you saw, like, you got some old school ballers. They they had the elbows out and everything, you know, playing like old school ballers. But you see them now, different. They're a different bunch of guys, and that's people like Jay Z, man. That that dude's a killer, and uh, he just you know giving them a few insight things here and there, and they take it and they grow. Um, UGPB, another uh, paintball fit team. Uh, Clint Johnson's been helping them out, and it's it's just been awesome. So. Uh, there's a lot of other names of players that come out and do stuff like that and help. Um, and they deserve a lot of, of credit. And uh, I wouldn't be afraid to ask for help. And you can definitely come and ask me if you've got a team and you're like, hey, we need a little bit of coaching. We need a little bit of helping. Um, I'd be more than happy to introduce you to some players and, and get it going. For sure. And for anybody out there, uh, that's something that I, I, love to reiterate time and time again is just don't be afraid to ask whoever it is whatever it is especially within the community of paintball there's so many uh out there that remember what it was like when they were uh first starting out and they all had individuals that helped them along the way and uh so many of them are more than happy to uh pay that forward so oh my gosh yeah I mean, there, there's no stupid question, but the one you don't ask. I mean, for me, I remember when I first started playing as Elf Warriors and, uh, and that uh, we, we were playing against Texas Black Diamonds and Robo comes up to me and, you know, and, and he was just like, man, you know, you're pretty good. There's a few things we need to change. Like you need to get rid of your BDUs and you get rid of all these buttons. Those are hard spots that, you know, the paintball is going to break on you. You need to get your guys that are wearing, you know, suspenders, yank those off. You need to get rid of your remote, stop running the remote, put the tank on the gun. You know, um, Robo's one of those guys, um, and a lot of people don't probably don't even realize who he is, but he's been in the scene for a long, long time. But he was one that came to me and gave me a lot of advice early on in my career. And it completely changed everything. Um I started adapting the way that he thought, the way that he did things, and um, and it it made a difference. And when I see paintballers of today doing the same thing to newer players, it just warms my heart. I'm like, there is such a future for this game forever. Um, and then when you see these, the, like we spoke of earlier, the youth, that's just the greatest thing ever because those kids are just going to be they're going to be amazing in years to come. I mean, Johnny was nine years old when he first started playing. And uh, like I said, you never, he never got over it. I might've been 18 when I first started playing, but I never got over it. I'm 53 years old right now. And I love paintball every bit as much as I ever did. So, you know, just keep paying it forward, you know, helping those guys. But all that's, those are the people that I would like to recognize is every time I see somebody, that is a that's been playing for a while and they're giving information to these new paintball players. And that's why I say at paintball fit, everybody's welcome. You don't have to be on a tournament team. You don't have to have ever even played speedball, but you need to come out, you need to get inside that net, step into the arena and find out why we love it like we do. Hundred percent. I love it. 
so that just about does it for our show. Let me look at the chat one last time. Let's see from uh, Chris Harrison. He says, Cooper wants to ask JD, what is your favorite marker? The, that, that is the easiest question in the world. The Planet Eclipse CS3. My God, they made all the best decisions on that gun. And it is without a doubt, change the batteries and go shoot people and, and, and win tournaments. It's just that simple. Um, there's a lot of great markers, there's fabulous markers I've had over the years, um, but nothing suits like the CS3, uh, the offset feed neck, mwah, money, why did anybody not think about that earlier? Um, it, it, it just feels perfect in the hand, and it suits, it's the best, it's the best, period. Absolutely. Especially if you're one of those lucky few that have a, uh, project CS3, those are, uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Archie and that. I mean, the project is, yeah. Those those are beautiful. I love I love the you know the bring back of the what is it the the GSL milling and it's just it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. I know Scott Stewart shooting a project. Toby was shooting a project. Um, so they're they're beautiful. For sure. All right. So that. Just about does it for our show. This final question is brought to us by Jell Stewart's brand Compete. Message him on Facebook or Instagram. Mention In the Pits for 10% off of your order, especially as we're going into the new year. Uh, And uh, teams are getting new jerseys and whatnot. So uh, be sure to mention In the Pits when you're going to re-up for next year. So, JD, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout-outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Uh. Thank you to all you Texas paintball players for allowing my family to have paintball fit and the support uh, of the XTPL and you guys all that, that come out and play my events um, and for supporting Hydra. You know, I know we're a small business, um, but we have, the, we have the players in mind at everything. And, and I feel the love every time I go to events um, and it's, it's very, it's very, I feel very honored, um, by everybody. It's, and there's, there's really no words to describe how good it feels to be, uh, thanked for what we do and appreciated for. And I feel that I am appreciated for what we do. And, and I'm glad that people get something from what we do. So. Well, you've uh, done so much for all of us, not just uh, local to DFW, but in the state of Texas and also uh, your impact on paintball across the country and across the entire community uh, has, uh, it's definitely been felt, especially in these last couple of years. So uh, we just, I mean, we all owe a a huge thank you to you and your family and everything that y'all have done for the community and for the sport. And we are, uh, we're proud to have you here in the state of Texas and we're definitely going to be rooting for you, uh, as the newest, uh, pro team in the NXL come next year. Super excited. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you. And uh, everybody tuning in, that does it for our episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow JD at PaintballFit, at HydraFit, or at XTPL Events on Instagram. Uh, What other guests would you all like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify the next day. 
I'm going to give a shout out to my partner and sponsor to your subscribers on Patreon, FE Athletics, Get That Shot, Paintball Kumite, Compete, Bem Raps, Skull Monkeys Paintball, Hydra, XTPL Events, YI Paintball, Mariachi Aguilas de Oro, and Pod Runners Union. And also, I want to give a special thank you to everybody that is tuning in because the uh, channel recently hit 500 subscribers on YouTube and was also recently accepted into the YouTube Partner Program. Uh, just huge milestones that uh, we've hit just recently. And so I'm excited to see what uh, that brings to the show going forward. Uh, so yeah, uh, one, one last thing, uh, signups are still open for the joust, which is again on December 10th, go to the link either here in the chat or go to, uh, my Instagram or Facebook page or to X factors page and, uh, they will have the links there. So we will see you guys next week for episode 76, which will be our second round table episode. We're going to have representatives from, uh, many of the Texas upper divisional team. So D three and higher, uh, we're going to be recapping the season, uh, here in Texas discussing, uh, from all of the different events and series that we saw, what did we like? Uh, what are some things that we're, uh, hoping to see next season and whatever, uh, events that we play. So we will see you all then. Uh, I hope everybody listening and tuning in has a uh, happy and wonderful Thanksgiving, uh, to you and your families. Uh, GD, I wish you happy Thanksgiving to you as well, sir. Uh, I hope you get out to, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you'll find a black Friday sale that, uh, that y'all can enjoy on Friday. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll go get in a fight at a, at a growth, at a, at a supermarket or something. I don't know. See. I love it. So we will see you all next week, JD. Thank you so much. All right. See ya.